Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to The Black Fern Show on SENZ. Let's dare to believe like a black fern. You would have heard that slogan. We're less than two weeks out from the World Cup kicking off right here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And I'm so excited for our next interview. She's a current black fern, Renee Holmes. She calls herself a hearty Nati, and that's because she hails from <laughs> Gisborne. Nati Puro, she's represented our country in four different codes. We'll hear more about that shortly. Uh, but as I mentioned, she's currently with the black ferns as they prepare for our first ever Home World Cup starting on the 8th of October. Renee, welcome into the programme. Thank you so much for your time because I know you're between gym sessions and lunch uh, and it's all very busy for you all at the moment. How are you? How does it feel knowing that you're just a few weeks away now? Kia ora, everybody. Um, thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited to, to be um, tuning in and talking, talking today. Um, yeah, I think it's a very, very surreal and crazy feeling to know that in two weeks' time, you know, um, this World, our World Cup's going to be kicking off here in Aotearoa, and obviously we had a we had a game on the weekend, a warm up game, um, and a little bit of a taster of Eden Park. So that was actually really exciting, and I think really really cool to um, you know kind of settle, I guess those nerves around you know playing at playing at Eden Park mm. and having a home crowd. Um, so I think that was like one of the best things for us um, heading into this World Cup was getting that taster. For you, was that your first uh, time playing a match at Eden Park? Uh, that actually was my third, but that's my first ever in the black jersey, so that was really exciting. <laughs> I just wanted to touch um, more on the crowd and the atmosphere. Obviously, the game was unbelievable. Like I've talked to so many people over the last couple of days, and they were like, that was better and more entertaining than the All Blacks game, and it was so many tries. <laughs> the way you girls are playing at the moment is just so good to watch. But after the match, there were so many people um, that were wanting autographs, that were wanting selfies um, from you. What was that like for you? And can you tell us about that little note that was um, that was handed over from, was it Ava, one of the young fans in the crowd? Yes. The atmosphere on, on Saturday night was unreal. That Just to know that all of those people were there to support us um, was actually like a really, you know, that really cool feeling. I genuinely felt like a superstar. Like I was like, oh, my God, all these people are wanting my autograph, wanting <laughs> photos of me. Like these are, you know, this is what, that's a big, like, they're part of my big why. Like, I might not know them, but, you know, um, I, I always aspire to, you know, um, try and inspire the next generation. So getting young boys, getting young, you know, females, young girls, um, wanting wanting autographs and photos, it's just, it, it fills the cup. And that's what, it, you know, like ending a, finishing, you know, the final whistle of the test match to them walking off and seeing everybody just going crazy and, that was that was real special, and obviously getting that really really special note from Ava um, around her obviously wanting to be a black fern one day, but obviously acknowledging that really cool ad that's been going around, like yeah. like hashtag like a black fern. So that was really really cool, and I think something I'm definitely going to hold on to that note forever. So. 
that's something special. That is so awesome. And you are all inspiring this nation right now. Um, I wanted to talk more about your story, your journey. I called you a hearty nati at the top. Explain to us, for those that may not know, by the way, we're probably cousins as well, both being from Ngātipuro, but we'll yeah. work that out off here. What does it mean to you to be a hearty nati and how was it growing up in, in the East Coast? Yeah, it's um, it's real special, eh? You know, the coast, we're, we're a small community. Um, you know, everyone's pretty much related. So, <laughs> like you said, so we all kind of, um, you know, all, all, all get around each other. And, and I think for me, um, there's obviously, there's a couple of us this year and there's obviously Charmy as well, all from the coast. Um, it just, you know, coming from such a small place and being able to show, you know, those those young, those young athletes or young children that you can dream big because obviously it's hard getting out of you know real remote, small areas. Um, and and I did, you know, we struggled growing up, um, having to travel three and a half hours one way to one way to things and stuff. But um, just being able to, I guess, show people that you can do it, and um, that it's something real special coming from the coast. I I love my Maori side, and I love you know um, I'm proud I'm proud to come from come from up those ways so um and that's actually why I had a light blue bit of ribbon in my hair on the weekend was for Nasi Pero so that was something pretty cool. That's something that people probably don't understand right is the remoteness being <laughs> up the coast you mentioned that you yeah. have had to travel three or four hours just to get to trainings and to games sometimes um tell us was that your dad is he your number one is he <laughs> the man that's just yeah. given up so much for you to be able to live this dream? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, that's dad. Um, and I think and he's still he's still here with me through um every day, turning awesome. up to every match, dressing up for every match. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking looking back at it, obviously at that time I wasn't really driving and and whatnot, so I didn't really know how much it, and how much it actually would like take out of you until I started driving. And yeah. man, I couldn't believe when I started driving out of town and stuff. Like, oh my gosh, like dad used to do like four four hours one way. Um you know, almost three times a week for me. And, some, you know, back then I'd be questioning, like, man, why do we only have noodles for dinner? Like, but then now I'm actually understanding everything. Like, and um, so it's quite crazy to, you know, look back at that and see how much he actually, you know, he's he's the reason why I'm here. So I'm grateful as for that. Your dad must be someone so, like him. Your, he must be so proud of you, not only representing the black ferns and pulling on that silver fern, but you've represented New Zealand across other codes as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What, first of all, what you've represented New Zealand in, because you are so talented. <laughs> yeah, so I was actually, um, I don't know, I just, yeah, I just love playing. I love playing everything growing up as, as you do, and um, we started off at um, Taekwondo, so I started fighting, and me and my sister got to yeah national national level of that, and we 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 stopped fighting. I stopped fighting when I was about thirteen, fourteen, but um, had a couple of national titles to my name, which was pretty cool. And I think martial arts was the big fundamental and um, the platform that was set for me in terms of discipline and everything. Um, growing up, so that was pretty cool. And then um, I went on into aspiring to be a football fern. So I played yeah soccer my whole life um, right up until the end of high school and I actually moved away to Auckland during high school in year eleven to make the New Zealand seventeen side so that was that was huge and looking back at it now I think that was an experience that um, I'm really grateful for as I learned so much being away from home and moving away quite young um, and then I actually went to a Frisbee World Cup um, under twenty Frisbee World Cup 
So that was over in Poland, and I just picked that up during school, and they, I, th- I guess they saw potential in me, and, and I got to actually represent New Zealand in the under-20s Ultimate Frisbee team, and now I'm here with the Black team, so wow. pretty pretty cool. It's <laughs> the most amazing journey. Um, so, so tell us then, how did rugby come into the picture? Where, where did that start? Yeah, so I just started at um, year 12 at high school, actually. I did, I did actually play like a little seven tournament at intermediate, but to be fair, honestly, I played everything at intermediate. So <laughs> I didn't actually look into it further. But then, um, yeah, year 12 high school, I I came, I actually, it was it was pretty like a dumb way to um, end my like soccer, kind of soccer career, obviously. That was my um, goals and aspirations. But um, I just obviously got told, I tried playing in the men's league and I did everything that they had told me to do. Um, and then so I went away, done all that, and then came back and they unfortunately said a girl playing in their league will ruin the culture of the sport. So that was actually like, the, I kind of was really bummed out about, you know, this is my community. They were yeah. not wanting me to get, you know, better. And like, and I, I couldn't get better if I just stayed playing, doing what I was normally doing. Um, I needed more after experiencing the under-17 side. Um, so one day I literally sat on a bus with an old school friend. She was like, hey, do you want to come down to the sevens training? And I just, I don't know, I just didn't even second guess it. I was just like, yeah, sure thing. Like, And then ever since then, I haven't looked back. And um, yeah, it, it's been the best, best thing that ever could have happened to me. <laughs> it is so amazing. Um, after high school, you moved to Hamilton to go to university there and study a bachelor. Um, you started playing for Waikato at halfback, right? Yeah, I was. Um, I actually went, I tried playing ten, and then we played. I played ten for a couple of games, and then our our nines went um, walkabouts, and then <laughs> I ended up at nine. <laughs> Don't know how. That's crazy. What was the transition like going from halfback, first five to fullback? Um, w- were there similarities? Were there new skills that you had to learn? And what position? Were being a footballer, I guess, fullback probably suited um, your skill set. Mm. Yeah, it was actually um, Shane Spencer, actually, Temple, who who actually, like, I guess, made the big change in position for me. Um, yeah. He he obviously saw what I could do with my boot, and I guess my was, um, my vision, um, I think that, that comes, obviously, from football as well. Like, I've always had, like, learned to have, obviously, eyes up and, and whatnot, so I've always been able to kind of identify space. So I think he saw that in me, and, um, yeah, I think all those kind of skills for nine, and I've played 12, um, have transferred into, you know, playing in the back. And it's cool, to, it's cool that I've played those positions because I now know, you know, what, what they have to go through and what the nines need from me. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I want to uh, fast forward to um, your call-up to um, the international arena. First, your debut for New Zealand against the Barbarians at home here. And then if you mm. look forward a year, you got to make your international debut and probably the biggest Black Ferns test in history because it was their 100th test match. What were those two experiences like for you? Yeah, well, first of all, um, when I actually got got told I was going to be playing in that possible probables match I was yeah. kind of like oh wow like that was actually like wow maybe this is like a you know foot in the door um potentially and then all of a sudden when you know we had to sit in after that match we had to sit in a room full of um you know 50 60 girls and the two squads were getting caught out for the black friends and NZ Barbars I, I can't I, I really didn't, didn't expect it at all um 
I was kind of sitting there and girls' names were getting called out and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. That, those are all the girls that are, you know, you're named in the black terms, like fingers, toes crossed to be named <laughs> in the bar because there were actually a couple of girls that were going going to be sent home. Yeah. So I was just hoping I wasn't one of one of those girls. And then um, it, I heard my name and it was all a blur. Like I just remember looking forward and everyone was staring at me and started patting me on the back. And then I just remember tears because I just was so in shock that, my name had just been called out in, yeah. in the Blackburn squad. Um, and that was something I I hadn't, you know, you know I'm, I didn't think it would come that soon. Um, so that was pretty special. And then obviously getting the call last year saying I was going to be going on the Northern Northern tour, that was that was um, obviously tears again, yeah. butterflies in my stomach. I didn't even know how to contain how I was feeling and I didn't think that call was real either. And then, Obviously, getting um, named to start in the like, Blackburn's one hundred test match, yeah. man, it was it was a it was a cool feeling. I real I felt real ready though. Um, it, I didn't really have too many nerves going into it because um, I felt like I had you know done what I needed to do and I prepped well and um, I was where I was meant to be. So mm-hmm. uh, I was really I was in a really content space and then yeah, obviously got to got to play in that match which was um, obviously super hard but so many learnings that um, probably was one of the best ways to start off my career probably. It is so cool sharing some of these massive career moments (laughs) with you right here on SENZ. Um, Another one, this year for the first time New Zealand Rugby announced that there'd be 29 contracted Black Ferns which means for the first time our Black Ferns are professional (laughs) athletes. So how much did your world change this year being paid to play this game you love? Yeah, it it actually changed like quite drastically to be fair. Um, You know, uh, we're working a eight to three job, which yeah. you know I had to keep telling people, yeah, I'm going to work now. And they're like, oh, where do you work? And I'm like, oh, at SNG Stadium. Like, you know, I'm getting you know paid to train and do the things I love. So it's hard to like wrap your head around that it actually works because that's your um, you know, that's your dream, that's your passion. And so uh, waking up every day and doing something you love, man, how lucky are we? Um, so I think I was very, very grateful to be a part of that special group and. I hope, you know, moving forward, we're just building a really big legacy into um, how Bergman's rugby can really get in New Zealand. Oh, it is, you're building the most unbelievable legacy and that legacy is going to continue in a couple of weeks because for the first time ever we have a Women's World Cup right here um, being named, <laughs> being called uh, maybe by Alan Bunting or maybe by someone else to say you are part of this Women's World Cup side. Um, what was that moment like? How were you feeling? Who did you tell? Yeah, so it was actually funny. I got the call and I was actually at the gym, like we were at work. And so when when his, uh, I actually had Wes because he's my study leader. So um, when his name kind of came off my phone, I was like, oh no, like, oh, who's it going to be? You know, obviously one yeah. way or the other. So I was a bit, I was a bit nervous to pick that call up, but um, I think you know the first thing that came out of his mouth was, um, "Congratulations, you're going, you're going to a World Cup," and oh. I just couldn't believe it. Like that, those words. Um, yeah, I, I guess still it still feels so surreal. Um, and I obviously called my dad straight away, and then um, dad doesn't cry like I've only seen my dad cry twice. And to see him um, staring up on the phone on the other end was um, pretty special. When I know how much um, this means for him, just as much as me, so that was pretty special. 
So, so cool. Thank you so much for sharing all your stories. I've got just one more for you before we let you go back to the yeah. gym or, or the training field. Have you fangirled yeah, anyone no, in the Black good. Ferns environment or maybe just anyone in the rugby environment since you've come in in the last few years? Yeah, oh, definitely. I think, um, well, even coming on to end of year tour last yeah. year, you know, when, when my name when my name popped up against, you know, obviously next to bloody legends like you know my name came under like Portia Woodman and Safety Waka back then and um, I've, I've obviously been watching them um, for the last like what eight years now since I've been over seven years so just seeing that I was going to be you know training alongside those those um, girls for the for for those weeks in there and potentially getting to play alongside them so when I got named obviously it's the back three with Porsche Woodman, I was just like, no way, this is like a you know, a dream come true. Like I would never have thought I would, you know, be in that in that kind of time frame getting getting the chances to play with Porsche Woodman. So yeah, it's quite crazy and at the moment, um getting mentored, like we've got a I've got I'm getting mentored by Ben Smith, like wow. that's something in my wildest dreams I never thought would happen and you know, um having having someone like him, you know, taking up coaching now and he was obviously such a legend and him giving his time for me for this World Cup campaign has meant is meaning a lot, and I can't wait to like keep keep exploring more with him. So that's that's something pretty exciting. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's that is unreal. It is so <laughs> unreal. But you know what? You talk yeah. about these legendary players, but your name is now in with these, and <laughs> and you're doing such a phenomenal job, and you're representing our country so well. Thank you so much for your time, Renee. We wish you all the very best over the coming months. We can't wait to support you all. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love this. <laughs> thank you. And just keep soaking it all up. These are the times of your life, eh? That's what they always say. Yeah. Heck yeah. That was Renee Holmes, absolute superstar. For ticket info for the World Cup, head to blackferns.com and catch all the action for this season.